Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. So for whatever reason, whenever I come to this church, any of the churches that belong to any of our siblings, I kind of feel like you're this niece that I just get to love and adore and just you know, bless you with my words and my gifts, whatever it is that I have to bring. And honestly, I have just been so excited about this moment. That's kind of how I feel about you guys. You guys are amazing. You are, you're awesome. What you guys are about and what you, what is happening inside of the walls of this church right now is just so exciting. Just being, even in your worship is just amazing. I kind of feel like I want to tell you guys, you know, I want to be the fun aunt, you know, you know, the fun aunt, so just call me fun tea, right? I, I'm actually here to just really have a good time with you guys. I, I, I personally have, have experienced what you guys are going through four times over. And the last one is exactly like what you guys are going through. Well, not exactly, but pretty close. And so it really is an honor for me to be here, to be able to share with you guys on this Sunday in particular, um, just to be able to to, to give to you out of what I have personally walked through is just a real honor for me. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited also to, to, to say hi to all of you guys afterwards. When I, was, when I came in early, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. When I'm at my house, at our house, at our church back at home, it's Sunday mornings are all work, right? It's all work for me. But when I come here, like I just want to play. Like, these are my nieces and my nephews, and I'm just having a good time, right? I don't have to be real mom. I get to be fun tea, right? And so I do want to say, I'm sure Jen and Derek are going to be watching at some point. I do want to say, Jen and Derek, pastors Jen and Derek, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. I'm looking forward to having a lot of fun, and I'm praying that God is just going to speak to you um, out, of, out of the pages that I have written for you. So first and foremost, I, I want to say that I believe that God is wanting to write a new chapter in you. I could sense it when I walked in. I could sense it in your worship. And so I am the right person in the right place at the right time to be talking to you about this in this moment. Because again, I have experienced what you guys are going through. And can I just tell you, everybody take a deep breath. It's all gonna be okay. It's not going to be just okay. It's going to be incredible. Be, be ready and excited for the ride of your life, right? That's how I feel about it. But I really sense and I believe that God is going to be writing a new chapter in you. And so what I want to talk to you about is those things. These are things that I have personally walked out. And I, I believe in the things that I'm going to share with you guys today. But let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you. I thank you for who you are in this place. I thank you. I thank you that whenever you end one thing, that you begin another thing. And that we are at the beginning of something new. And so today, Father, we gather as your church. We ask that you begin to write a new chapter in our hearts for what you're going to do in us. Lord, I thank you for that we would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand what you have for us, God. We let go of things that are not of you, and we lay hold of you and who you are and what you're going to do in our lives. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen. 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 So I want to start with a, verse, a passage of scripture. 
It's Isaiah chapter 43, starting in verse 15. And this is a, this is a specific message that I have specifically after uh, a transition that we had taken. And so I, I'm going to just speak out of that if you guys are okay with that. Are you okay with that? Okay. And so what I want to talk to you about today is a new chapter. I want to talk to you about a new chapter. Reading from Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 15, it says this, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This is a powerful set of verses. And what he's doing is he's inviting Israel to a new chapter. He's inviting, he's inviting Israel to a new day and to a new moment. And I believe in turning pages. That's just something that has been a big thing for me in my life. You know, one of the things that I've, I've come to learn is about is every seven years, a church will shed its skin and rebirth. Every seven years, it kind of it kind of happens in cycles. And I've seen that. I've seen that in our own lives. And so I have seen transitions before. And the thing for me is I love to turn the page. And if there's been a page of despair for you, it's time to turn the page. If there's been a page of where you have been sitting on financial uh, lack, maybe even uncertainty, it's time to turn the page. We're going to turn the page today. And so God is writing to Israel, and he's saying, I'm about to do something new. And as people of faith, we... I believe that we have to call it out. We have to call it out before we even see it. And I believe, of course, that God is already beginning to do something new in your life. He's always doing something new. But there's something, it's, there's something on our end. There's some things on our end that we do to grab a hold of it. I personally had a moment with the Lord, and I'll share that with you guys. I was ready for change, and I was ready for some things to be different in my, in my life. And I told the Lord in my closet, that's where I talk to him, right? Everywhere, I talk to him everywhere, but the, the ugly comes out in my closet. Y'all know about that stuff, right? The crying and the snot, and, you know, I told the Lord, I said, okay, I'm done. I, I need, I'm ready for a new chapter. What do I need to do to have it? Can I just say, okay, I'm new. Like, God, I, I really need you to teach me what I, I need a new day. I'm done with this. 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 See, it's all around me. I'm done with it all. And I need a new day. So I, what do I do? Like, what do I do, God? Do I just say, I'm in a new season and that's enough? And of course, I didn't get an answer right away. And so I took a run down to the lake. And I'm going to tell you the rest of that story later, but we have to know how, right? We have to know how to bring about a new day. And there's some things, I believe, that we have to think about. I think 
one of the things that kind of holds us back, can hold us back, is we, we often think that the best days in our lives are actually behind us. But they're behind us. You know, believe me, as a mother of grown children, they're, well, actually, they're adult children now, that idea can seduce me of, you know, the best days are behind. The best days are behind. And if you think about it, even the greatest moves of God are behind us because it's what we know, right? It's, it's just what we know. Maybe the greatest moments of our marriage, they are actually in our past. The greatest financial blessings that you and I have experienced right now, they're in our past. Our best relationships, they're all in the past, but God is actually speaking to Israel here, and he is saying, no, don't compare where you have been with where you are going. There is still more for you to see, for you to be, more life for you to experience. The nature of the kingdom of God is not to look back. And this was a hard lesson that I had to learn. But I was ready, like I'm at that, I was at that brink, and I have brought that prayer to the Lord. And I... I really believe in that verse of scripture that says that we, we're actually to put our hand to the plow and to look forward because he's out in front of us calling us to him. But I was really in the habit of looking back at this season in my life, at this, at this season. My kids are grown, and, and I tell you, I, I look at pictures of their kids and I, I can, I can, when they were kids, and I could, I could mourn over those days. Oh, my gosh, if I could you know, hop, skip, and jump back 20 years, I would do it just to, just to hold those little faces again. And, and it can seduce us to look back. It's con to, it can seduce us to look back. He, he, but the devil's a seducer. You've got to know this. Ugh. Paul says it like this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. God is saying you may have seen victory, you may have seen blessing, but it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do in your life. Now, we can honor the past, right? We can honor the past and we, everything that in our lives has brought us to this moment. I mean, this was a very big deal, what God was describing of what he did. For generations to come, people would be talking about that moment of what God did. But he's like, you have seen nothing yet. You have seen nothing yet. I, I, I have personally adopted that. We haven't seen it all. We haven't seen nothing yet. And so the context to these verses of Scripture, God is actually speaking to them, writing to them about freedom. He's, they were literally being rescued out of bondage. And salvation had come to them. But it wasn't just going to be that alone. He was saying, I'm rescuing you, I'm rescuing you out. Right? I, this is, yes, this is salvation. 
How many of you are so grateful for the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ? Like he delivers, he brings you out, but he moves you in now. Now these are days of moving into new purpose, deliverance, and freedom. And what is happening in your church world is going to trickle down into your individual life and into your family life. So what is happening in the house of God is going to start to move into your household. Begin to ask God for these pages of change change. The, the, the pages can turn. Okay. They can turn in your personal life. You reach out and grab that for your personal life, your personal world. It's going to happen to us as a body of believers, but this is going to happen to you in a very personal level. Okay. It's right. This is right. This is the right time for you to step into everything that God has for you and for nothing to let you go. The other side of that story, I took a run to the lake after I asked the Lord about these things. And I didn't feel like I was getting an answer right away, so I got impatient. went for this run, right? And I get over to the, to the lake on the other side, and I really, of, of, at the end of my, my run, there's this pond. We call it a lake, but it's a pond. Anyways, and I, I just stood there, and I just had this sense of, you're not going forward until you let go of what was. And when that happened for me personally, I realized that I needed to let some things go. And so I, I want to just encourage you that it's time. It's time. There's some things that we need to do. I want, I want to give you a couple of things, actually three things. It's time. If there are some things that you're holding on to, hey, today's a new day. It's a new season. And this is going to be a good thing for you guys. Okay, so how do we begin a new chapter? You know, I told you, I don't ever bully the Lord, but I do get very direct, like, how? I want to know how, like, right now, how? How? Just tell me. And so in the remaining moments, I really want to give you guys just um, three quick things of how do we begin a new chapter. Okay, so the first thing is, we've already read it, but don't compare where you are going with where you have been. God says, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. And God's main concern here with Israel was that he didn't want them to compare where they had been to where they were going. Comparison is the biggest limiter of God, of, of what God is presently doing in your life. So you've got to have to get rid of comparison. I used to believe that my past was better than my, pre, my present moment. And I don't believe that anymore. And I, I, I definitely think that was the work of God. So when we admit that, hey, God is going to, where we're, where we're headed is far better than where I've been. You and I have to say that. We have to have a mental consent. We have to consciously be able to say this. Where he's taking us is far better than where we have been. Amen. He's got more purpose for you, more freedom for you. He's got greater blessing in store for you and your family. And you cannot compare what he has done to what he is going to do. It's two different things. It's two different paradigms. It's two different worlds, y'all, because it's not here anymore. It's actually not here. Okay, the second thing, we need to let go and take hold. We need to let go and take hold. Sometimes we want the new without letting go of the old. I know that that was me. We want to step into the new while still carrying the old. We want to step into freedom, but we're still carrying unforgiveness. 
We want to enter into faith, but we're still carrying doubt. You know, and if you want to start a new chapter, then it's time to let go and it's time to take hold. Take hold. And when you are letting go, it's all about surrender. I have a love-hate relationship with the word surrender. Hate to do it. Love what happens on the other side of it, right? Hate it. Hate it to pieces. I appreciate what it does for me. So I have a story I want to share about my precious mother-in-law. All of you know that Miss Anne has the most incredible homes. She's all of the homes she's ever lived in. The way she decorates her home, I mean, you can get the traditional magazine and you can look at the cover of it and that's what her house is, like her whole house. Every page is her house. And you're all nodding because you know. I had to tell, I told this story in our in a church back at home. You know, it's a real gift to decorate your home. Do y'all, I, I mean, like, that's some real gifting, right? I, I preach. I want to unpack the word for you and I pray it's a gift to you, like, I study. I like to do this. I want to know what words mean. Please do not ask me to pick out fixtures. Oh, God, my brain melts. And so through the years, let me just quickly tie the story up because I could tell, be here all day. Through the years, you know, I'm always like when Miss Ann comes to the house, you know, we because we, we like to decorate with clutter. And so... But when, Ms. Ma, my, but when my mother-in-law comes, it's like, shut down everything. No one's going anywhere. It's time to clean this house. And I'm like, even if I, it's church responsibilities, I'm like, I don't care about you people. My mother-in-law is coming to visit. And so through the years, whenever they've come and they'll visit or she'll visit, you know, one of the things that I've gotten more and more comfortable with, and, and I know she knows this, I would say, Miss Ann. You know, while you're here, if you want to change something around, you know, while you're here, while you're here. And so that's what I would do. And what Miss Ann would do is she would kind of get this look on her face, you know, like, oh, thank God, girl, because you need some help. <laughs> right? She laughs because she knows it's so true. <laughs> Dear God, I'm getting better. I'm trying. <laughs> But what would happen is she'll say, take this and move it here and put this and move it here. And, and of course, it's Pastor Brandon. He, he, she's, she's, getting, she's ordering him around, which I absolutely love it. He will, she will, he will do anything for her. And I love it. It's just the, the funniest thing to watch. And Brandon's looking at me like this. We're moving this and we're moving this and we're moving this. And by the time she's done, it's like, oh, my gosh. And so the more freedom, the more I can surrender these rooms to her, the more freedom she has, the more change she can bring. The more you surrender to Jesus, the more you surrender to him and his plan for you, the more freedom he has to bring change and to bring out something new in you. This really is going to be a story about bringing out what is in you. And I know that Pastor Jen and Derek are going to be doing this. You know, one of the things that happened for us when we, in one of our journeys, when we transitioned, we gained, we, we gained a, a campus. It was like opening up a treasure box, and we got to see what was inside. And that's going to be the season that you're going to be in. What's in you is going to come out because that's what God does. He's already placed, he's already placed so much treasure and so much good in you. And he's, what he's going to do now is he's going to pull it forward. He's going to pull it forward. He's going to direct you and give you steps. And you guys are going to really see a new day. And there's nothing wrong. It's not a dishonor to the past. 
it, it doesn't honor your past if you will not move forward. It would mean that none of this mattered. It would mean that none of this mattered. God has done great things in your, in your history and in my history. And I honor, I honor what he's done. But in order to honor it well, I have to move forward. Now I will follow him forward, right? You sang the words. You sang the words. So it's about letting go to make room, right? You've got to make room. You're going to have to make room. And God wants us to let go of some things so that he can, he, we can take hold of him so that we can write a new chapter in our lives. Something that my daughter, Naomi, some of you guys know her. She's number three. Wait, one, two, three. Yes, she's number three. And she, when she was little, she would, she would say this, I hold you. I hold you when she was upset or somebody was new around or she didn't, there was a stranger around or she was, something was not right in her perfect little world. She would come up to me or to Brandon and she would say, I hold you. I hold you. And one of the times that she, she was, you know, when they're little, I hold you. She has suckers and her candy in her hand and her hands are sticky and she's got, she's got toys in this hand and she always had this blanket and she, she called, she couldn't say blanket so she would call it Nick. And so she had Nick and Nick was not a soft blanket anymore, y'all. It was sandpaper and she had this love affair with this Nick. And we would just want to hide it because it was green. At this point it had little balls on it and it was like the way that it would rub your skin that was terror like it probably had stickers y'all burrs or something in that blanket and she would have all this stuff and she'd have bottle and all this and she'd look at us somebody would come and she would look at us I hold you I hold you and we I I I, I can't hold you we got to put this we got to put Nick down we got to put all the get this stuff out Right. And I think sometimes you and I, we have to let go of that nick of unforgiveness. We have to let go of those, the stickiness of the sticky suckers of bitterness and, and, and even, you know, whatever it is, even regret so that we can take hold of who he is. We want to take hold. We want him to hold us and we want to embrace him, but we're going to have to let some things go. Right. And it, it creates room. It creates room. So he wants us to let go of some things so that we can take hold of him, so that we can write a new chapter in our lives. Okay, so the third thing is we need to let it, sorry, we need to look with new eyes. We need to look at our lives with new eyes. You know, our generation has been fooled into thinking that we, whatever we see is what we need. Like, I need it. I'm on social media, and if something pops up, it could be a piece of luggage. I need it. Like, I need that. <laughs> or these places of you know, people going on vacations. I need it. I need it. I want to go there. I have to be there. But, you know, I think we think that at whatever, I need this in order to have a new outlook. I need this in order to experience this. I need this. I need for my location to change. I've got to go here. I've got to have this. I've got to do that. I've got this are the things. And, but the amazing thing about this passage is that God is saying, you don't need a new location. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need this experience. You don't need that experience. You need a new outlook. You don't need to be somewhere else. You just need to look at it differently. It's a new outlook that will change your location. And so he's saying to us today, I see a pathway where you see wilderness. I see a river where you see dry wasteland. 
And when you've been in a place for such a long time, what you start to see is restriction and not the opportunity. But God wants to say over your life where there's conflict in your family, I seek reconciliation. Where you, are, where you may see restriction in your finance, I see blessing. And God wants us to see with new eyes. And so what we have to do is we have to stop talking down about the location of where we are, over our family, over our own lives, because we're the ones that put limits on God. When the scripture says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, y'all. Know ye not that you are a temple of the living God and the, the spirit of God dwells in you, right? And so he wants yours, yours and my eyes to be enlightened. Enlightened to the miraculous of the power that's available. And so what happens is we can get stuck in a chapter because we're looking at our location and where we are and we just have the same outlook. But it's with the eyes of faith that's going to fix it, Right? Maybe you might find yourself in a wilderness in some areas in your life, and maybe not all areas, but in certain areas, you can say, I don't know where God is. Or maybe you're looking for hope today, but God wants you to know that there's a pathway for you. He has a way forward for you. He is your way forward. If you feel like you're in a dry place or even a limited place, you know, saying that I can't hear you, God, where are you? I want to just prophesy to you today that God is about to bring a river into a dry wasteland. He's about to bring rivers of living water from within you. Amen. And that what he's, has been maybe dry in your life, you know, maybe you're a creative and maybe you haven't had your creativity that you once have. You know, I'm just going to believe God with you as a church family, as you as an individual and with individual families that whatever has been dry, even if it's relationships, that, that rivers are going to actually flow out of you and begin to flow out of you and flow through your family life, rivers of mercy and grace and, and hospitality and kindness and goodness. God can do those things through your relationships. He can do these things in your world. He can do these things in your finances. What has been stopped up, God can just break that. He has breakthrough for you, freedom for you, purpose for you, right? Okay, you're headed forward. You're moving forward, and the Lord is going to raise every one of you up and stand you up, and I want you to have your chin up, and you walk out of this place knowing God has a future for me. There's a hope for me. What I have seen has been wonderful, but what I'm headed to is incredible, right? The same God. All I need is Him, right? And so I pray this over your families. If, if, health, if health has been an issue, then in the name of Jesus, the healing power of God flow through your family lives and bring bring healing to you that cycles of disease and sickness is not going to be your story in the name of Jesus come on this is a new day this is a new season this is a new day and so what I want you to do is I want you to adopt a posture of faith right now and I just want to pray and just to declare life over to over over you today is a new day hey this is a new chapter and I just want to say, you know, I, I declare and I see that people are turning the page of despair. We're not going to live there anymore. Fear, even over, over the pandemic, we're not going to live in fear. He said, I, the Lord, I am your God, the Holy One, the Mighty One. He's your God. You don't have to be bound and restricted to the pages of yesterday that were painful reading that story over and over and reading that narrative over and over. It doesn't have to be your truth. It doesn't have to be your truth. Amen. So I want to pray over you guys, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Jesse.
Father, we position ourselves, our hearts, and our minds right now for a new chapter, for a new day. We turn from the old. We thank you for the amazing things that you've done in our past. But God, we declare that it's nothing compared to what you will do. God, we're looking for the new that you'll do. Thank you for new creativity, for new blessing, new favor. And God, we receive it today. Lord, we make room. We lay down what is not of you. We take hold of what is of you. We surrender. We surrender to you. We surrender to you. And we choose to ask you for a new season in you. And I thank you that a new day, it, com it comes. It comes. It comes for our family, for our marriages. In the name of Jesus, you have more purpose. You have more identity. You have more life for us to see. And as a church family, we'll see it. And as a church family, we rise and we say, yes, we'll take it. Yes, we'll be led by you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bless your people. I bless this church. I declare that people will come from all over to come into the worship, just to be in the presence of God in this place. I declare over this church that your walls will be salvation to people, that it will be the light and the darkness, and people will come here and find refuge and strength and healing. God, I thank you and I praise you that you're with your people. You love your people. You are the shepherd of this people. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. You're not going to be in lack not one day. He's going to lead you beside still waters. He's going to restore your soul, church. He's going to lead you in paths of righteousness that wind upward. Your way is headed forward and up, he heavenward, up and higher. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that, that you've anointed this church. You're blessed. You've blessed this church. And I thank you for good days, that they'll see good days in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, would you say amen? Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.